Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I'm Letitia Ringe, your host, and as always, it is such a pleasure to be here with you all today. Today, we're diving into the topic of self-trust. And I am so surprised that I have never done a podcast episode on this topic. As always, the podcast episodes land at the perfect time. I literally have a list of like at least a hundred topics that I want to speak on. Like my problem is never a shortage of content and ideas. And it's just, it blows my mind, everyone, because there is just so much to talk about and specifically around business. But as we know here, business is a reflection of life. So everything that we talk about in business is also relevant to what we're talking about and what we experience across our life as well. So when I look at both business and life, there are so many things to address, to talk about, to allow everybody in this community to really know that When you're experiencing this, you're not alone. There is nothing wrong with you. In fact, it's perfect. It's showing that everything is right because you, my friend, are a human. And that is why you're experiencing what you're experiencing. So the reason I'm so excited that we're talking about self-trust today is because this is the number one topic I support my clients with. It is also the number one thing that we have to address to be successful in business. Now, my definition of success is building a business that you love, that you want to be in, that you enjoy, that also allows you the money and opportunities and abundance that you desire. So what that actually looks like in the physical reality that we live in is going to look different to everybody because that's where you come in and get to decide what that actually is going to be for you. Self-trust, regardless of whether you're starting your business, regardless of whether you're validating your offer, regardless of whether you're then scaling a validated offer, is crucial. And it's what can mean the difference between feeling exhausted and hating the journey of building your business versus really being in it for the learning, the discovery, the experience, the presence. Oh my gosh, there's just so much we get from being business owners. It is such a luxury. And I just want to remind everyone here that remember that you chose this, all of you. There was a reason that you wanted to build a business, that you wanted to be an entrepreneur. And for those of you who are coaches, There was a reason why you wanted to be a coach. You know, life before wasn't as amazing as what your mind might be telling you life was. There was a very valid reason that led you to wanting to try being a business owner. And so let's go back to what that reason is. I always tell my clients, you need to ask yourself why you're in business You need to remember why you started your business. There's the question of why am I in a business? Why am I running a business? Why did I choose this path? That's one line of thinking that we need to know our answer for. And then there's why this current business that I'm in. So remember that you chose this. And the more that you can remember this and trust the decision that you made to bring you into this business, into this business world and into the business that you're in right now, the more you back yourself with that decision and remember that it was intentional, it was an empowered decision, it was an expansive decision and you are in it for the long term, for the process of learning how to build your successful business, the more you're in it on that basis That is what guarantees you 
to have the success that you desire. And so self-trust is a crucial part of this journey because the reason that people stop being in business, they call it quits or they inverted commas fail, which in this case we're talking about as in they stop being in business. Now that's not necessarily a failure because some people will be in business and then not be in business. And that is okay. They've still had the experience, but the reason many people end up failing in business or quitting business is because they aren't in it for the long term. They're not in it for the journey, for the discovery, for the learning. And so when things aren't going in the way that their mind wanted or expected or planned, they call it quits or it feels hard. They call it quits. But the business is not the problem. So what we're doing here is these people solve the issue but it's the wrong problem they're solving because the issue, the reason why it's hard, the reason why you're disappointed, the reason why you're, um, you, you don't enjoy your expectations not being met is because you're not managing your own brain. You're not managing your expectations. You're not backing yourself with the decision that you made. You're not empowering yourself with what am I learning here? Like every single person who is even entertaining the idea of starting a business to me in my eyes has won in some way. And the reason for this is it takes a lot of courage to honor your creative inspiration that has led you to form an idea or even just entertain the possibility of having a business. That takes guts. And so I want to just honor you and congratulate you for entertaining that possibility for yourself. And then I want to add even more courage currency to you if you started a business. And then I want to add even more if you have continued to stay in your business, you've continued to nurture it, you've continued to allow the journey to go. And notice that none of this courage currency has anything to do with your tangible results in your business. None of that is important. And just think about this. There will be a moment, it's just a matter of time, also something I always tell my clients, at one, at a moment in time, which time is an illusion, so really that it is happening right now, you have already created what you desire. So if we know that at some moment in time, you are for sure going to create what you desire and way more. You're definitely creating what is in highest service and good for you and for the world. If we know that that is guaranteed and it comes from an abundant place, not a scarcity fear-based place where it's like, well, but what if what I get isn't actually what I want and isn't good enough? Don't worry about any of that. Your highest path is the path that is for you 100%. And when we know that that is guaranteed and the results are guaranteed as a result of that, what that means is we can really trust (laughs) ourselves in the now. You can let some of that pressure go. It doesn't mean that you don't have to move forward and do things because you sure do. You got to take that inspired action and move forward. You got to say yes when the inspiration is telling you to move forward and then your mind is telling you, what? who do you think you are? You got to move forward anyway because you trust yourself. You trust your inspiration. You trust in the journey of business. And if you knew that it would take five years for you to create the results that you wanted at the start of your business journey, would you still be in business? If you knew it was going to take 10 years and everything that you experienced throughout the 10 year journey or the five year journey was going to be crucial for you arriving at that place where you have the results, would you still be in it? And something really interesting about this question is you got to look at what you think you're going to get from the results that you desire. If you think that making a certain amount of money, which let's be honest, money is a made up thing. It really has no value except the value we give it. 
And so the question that you're asking yourself is, do I value X, whatever it is that you're going to exchange money for more than money? And for some reason, well, because we've been conditioned (laughs) through all of the marketing around us and the capitalist world that we live in, we have this scarcity mindset that, oh, I need to hold on to all the money. Don't spend it. Don't use it for the exact way it was intended, which was to exchange. No, hold on to the money. Make sure you've got it all saved and make sure you're only investing it in things that are really worthwhile from a mental point of view. No, that is not having that money in your life is not what is going to make you feel whatever way you think it's going to make you feel. Having the status or the following or the amount of clients that you desire isn't actually what is going to make you feel the way you think you're going to feel. All of those feelings are possible for you to create right now in the now, because that is how those feelings are created. So it's always really a great practice to make sure when you want anything, you ask yourself why. And the answer to that question is because of how you think it's going to make you feel. And whatever answer you have, say it's satisfied, that is what you need to be practicing in the now. Okay, so when we know that the results are guaranteed at some moment in time and we're committed to the journey of being in business for the long term, and we know that we can actually feel the way that we want to feel, that we think we're going to feel once we create the results, if we know we can actually feel that way now, which is the real reason why we want anything in our life, that is bulletproof. There is no reason not to trust yourself and not to trust where you're being guided to go. So why do we do it? Why do we not trust ourselves? We don't trust ourselves because of the way our mind is set up to support us to survive. As we've spoken about so many times on this podcast, our brain has not evolved to be able to distinguish between what is a real threat to its survival in today's world and what isn't. Taking a risk by taking a creative risk, by starting a business, by seeing it through is not a threat to your survival. And so we have to use the part of our brain, our prefrontal cortex that can understand that and can make uh, decisions in a, ahead of time without responding to that fear, fight, flight, freeze response. We've got to make rational decisions knowing that from that part of our brain and then understand that when that fight, flight, freeze, survival part of our brain is triggered based on things that aren't actually a threat to its survival, we've got to understand how to manage that. And that's where we have lots of tools like mindset and inner voice work to support us in doing that. So my work as a holistic business coach is primarily around supporting people with this self-trust piece. How can I help people to continue moving forward, even though their survival part of their brain is telling them that this is not safe, that you shouldn't move forward. And it can be very convincing and use, as I always love to mention as well, the exact concepts that we once used to expand us, the mind will get very clever and very tricky and start to convince you for those reasons that you shouldn't actually move forward. So it can be really hard when it's your mind and your brain triggering these very compelling reasons because of this fear response it can be really hard for you to see that that's what's happening. And so that is why we move into self-doubt. That's why we don't trust ourselves. And it's really important for you as a business owner to know and understand this so that you pay attention and get yourself support in the area that is actually going to matter most, which is managing your mind. This is the exact reason that today After all of my years in business and all of the different trainings I've done 
first and foremost to support myself and because I want to learn them. It's the reason why today I have continued to develop my training and understanding around mindset. I'm continuing to learn on this topic through all of the different uh, trainings and certifications and learning and really most importantly, my own mindset work. It is my number one practice because it's so important and it is the number one thing that I help my clients with even though a lot of people come to me to help me with their strategy, to help them work with their cycle, to help them really understand what to focus on in their business. I love that piece. That's so fun for me. It's really easy for me to see like, hey, this is where to focus. I'm like, I can just see things and I know things. The real work for both me as a coach and a mentor and a supporter and for you as a client is to then be there for the journey and be in the weeds and in the thick of it as we together look at what's happening in your mind, as we together notice how your mind is what is making it feel so hard to move forward. It's your mind that it sort of sends you in circles and sends you down little like other paths that maybe you didn't really need to go down. Now, going down them is not a problem. We learn every single time. But what we can do, the more that we develop this self-trust muscle, and that is exactly what it is, the more we do that, the more we manage our mind And the more we have trusted mentors and coaches to support us with managing our mind, the more we're able to create that sense of ease in our business along the journey. So from my experience with supporting business owners and coaches to create the successful businesses that they desire, I have really learned that self-trust is the most important thing. And the way that we get there is through the different tools that I use to help cultivate that muscle. And on top of that, it's your own personal practice of learning what strengthens that muscle for you. So today in this episode, which, oh my gosh, we're 17 minutes in, I want to talk about symptoms of a lack of self-trust so that you can diagnose yourself if you are experiencing this, which to be honest, you all will be in some way. It it is there at every level. I am experiencing self-trust, lack of self-trust symptoms at the moment too. And so I'm on myself with that and I get myself support to help myself continue to move forward. There's nothing wrong with getting yourself help and support. And it's really important that I mention this here, and it's something that I continue to remind my clients over and over and over again, because I know that if there is something that I have experienced, which is (laughs) a rejection of getting support in my life and in my business, because I want to try and do it all and be an independent woman, aka prove my worth then I know that a lot of my clients and the people who are attracted to me experience this too. So I want you to know that you are more than capable. You are independent. You are the perfect person to support your clients and you deserve and need to be supported. So getting good at asking for support and allowing yourself to have the support you need is a sign of self-trust as well, is something that we really have to work on. And when you do, that opens you up to expanding as a business owner, as a human, and also what you can offer your community, because now you've got partnership. You've got people in your life supporting you with their zones of genius so that you can be in yours, so that you can see and be aware of your own limitations. Okay, let's dive in to the seven symptoms that I've written down, and I'm sure that there's many more that show a lack of self-trust and how it might be showing up for you in your business and in your life. Here's the first one, looking for approval or permission 
outside of yourself. So this can show up in many different ways. One of the most obvious is when you're someone who keeps asking questions about yourself and your path and your life and your business to everyone else but yourself. (laughs) Or you might ask the questions to yourself even, but then you go to someone else and you hold their answer higher than your own. You might also seek permission from a partner, from a coach, a mentor, a friend to do what you want to do. You might look for it in a sign even. Sometimes I actually think when we say to ourselves, oh, my inner voice told me to do X, Y, Z, it's actually a way of us not owning our own knowing. And that's why we preface our statements with my inner voice told me to do X as if it's not a part of ourselves versus this is what I meant to be doing or I know that this is the right path for me. Your inner voice is not separate to you. It's part of you. And it's so interesting because our mind will often say like, I'm worried about X, Y, Z. Well, that's actually the mind in you and the truth of you. Yes, you are made up of both your mind and both your inner voice, but the part of you that you really want to identify with and associate yourself with more because it's abundant and expansive and in your highest service is your inner voice. So if anything, when we're talking about what we know, let's own that. Our knowing is what we're receiving from our own inner voice, but just own it as I. And, you know, I'm guilty of doing this myself. I'm actually having this realization as I speak it out loud. Super cool. You know, we also seek approval and permission through certifications, through courses, through learning, education, university, all these external bodies, right? And now I'm not saying that they're not important. I think it's really, really so supportive to have a certification to build from when it comes to your business. And my advice is just have that one and then focus on investing your time, energy, attention, and money into learning the skill of business. How do I have a business that allows me to serve people, that allows me to bring in money to support me and the business being in existence to serve the people? How do I do that? How do I create a community, nurture? How do I deliver my offer to my community? How do I make sure what I'm giving them is actually of service? All of that is actually about the skill of building a business. And a really important piece of that is your mindset, is understanding where you're trusting yourself and versus not trusting yourself, how to manage your mind when it's in this fear response. And so once you've got your business up and running and you've validated an offer, you're serving clients, you've got your, uh, maybe your base needs met financially, then you can explore other certifications if it feels good. And what's great is if you follow this sort of timeline, you will have the mindset support to really see where you're making decisions from, what intention and energy is behind the decisions you're making so that you can make decisions from an empowered place versus a disempowered place. Because what I see from so many people that I work with is they think it's excitement about learning a new skill, but actually what they want is more approval and validation on why they have something valuable to offer. And so there's this thought error because we think, well, if I have more certifications and more trainings, then that should make me more valuable, right? But it's quality, not quantity. And it doesn't matter how many permission slips you have. If you're someone who's not trusting themselves, is not believing in themselves, then you're not, it doesn't matter how many you have, you're still not going to believe yourself because what you're doing here is solving the wrong problem. The wrong problem is I just need to get another certification. 
The right problem is how do I actually trust myself more? How do I give myself that approval and permission in the now so that I can get out there and serve the people I'm here to serve, but also so that when I do make decisions about investing in other certifications and courses, it's coming from a place of true excitement and because I want to versus because I need to get permission from someone else to do the thing. Really, really important. Okay. Now, one of the ways that this shows up in the sales process is when you are thinking about making an investment for your business Sometimes what we do is we leave the decision (laughs) to our significant others. So we want them to make the decision about whether we should financially invest in something in our business. So say, for example, you're deciding to make that first investment in your certification or that first investment in learning the skill of business or bringing on support for your mindset and connecting to your inner voice. And so rather than you from an empowered place of self-trust saying, this is something that I want to invest in for me personally and for the business, because I believe in myself and I know I'm going to be in business uh, for a long time. And I know that I'm here for the journey rather than it coming from that place. What we do, because we don't believe in ourselves, is we go to our partner instead and we give them the responsibility of making that decision. Now, and often that this is put under the mask of, oh, but it's because my partner manages the money or because I'm building a business, I'm going to be earning less or nothing at all. And so it's my partner's money, even though you're in a relationship, it's both of your money. And so we, our brain tells us like, that's the justification. It's because like, it's our money or it's our partner's money. But the truth is that we ask this because we are too scared to make the decision for ourselves because we don't want to bet on ourselves. We don't want to bet on our success. And we also are making any possible failure, for example, deciding that you don't want to be in this business anymore, or it's going to look different. We make that mean so much more than what it is. Like really what that is, if you do decide to quit or you do decide to pivot, or you do decide to change course, everything that has gotten to you, that point of having that awareness is part of the journey in the process. So there is no bad investments truly ever. It got you to where you are today, where you have this awareness, even if you decide not to invest in that way again. Perfect. You get something from every experience you ever have. And when you can see that and you can back yourself and own your decisions, everything becomes way more interesting because you actually get to have the ease of not questioning yourself the entire time. And that creates space to actually see what you're learning from the process. So I used to do this all the time with my partner. I would go to him to make the decision. And I'd even try to convince him because I wanted him to give me the, like the green tick, but that wasn't coming from a place of empowerment at all. And so when I invested in that way, I was never like fully committed. My partner was committed and really believed in me which was a beautiful thing to see, but I didn't get to take that opportunity for myself to really own my decisions. Now, like what I recommend, and I know some of you will have joint funds and it's something that you do want to discuss with your partner. All I'm saying is make the decision for yourself first from a place of empowerment and then go and consult your partner, but don't let them be the ones who make the decision about whether you should do it or not. That's not owner energy, right? Your partner isn't the leader of your business. You are. And so you've got to start looking at what am I investing in and, and really putting your energy behind it and your belief behind it. This is what I need right now. And that is where you get everything that you need. So the second symptom of a lack of self-trust is when you are overvaluing shoulds and expectations from others versus 
what you desire and your own inner knowing. So sometimes this comes from external sources where it's just society or it's our family, it's our friends, or like it's just coming from all different places and we think we should do something versus what we want to do. It's kind of like in human design for all of our generators and manifesting generators out there. One of the biggest things that we've got to do to live our strategy is to say yes where we mean yes and know where we mean no. And the difficulty here is that your mind will tell you, oh yeah, that is something you want to do, but then your body and your sacral center is not excited. It's not lit up by it. And so really it's a no, and it's this inner process. It's this inward turning within to receive the answer. But mentally we're saying we should do this because of the beliefs that we've inherited over time. And so we end up saying no when we really mean yes or yes when we really mean no. And that is because we're not trusting the information that we're receiving from our inner knowing and we're not trusting our true desires. This can also show up when it's part of a plan versus being present in the moment and receiving that present moment information from yourself based on asking your inner voice or just listening to what you're learning about yourself, uh, listening to your energy. Instead, we think, well, because I had this plan, I've got to do it in the exact way that I originally drew up the plan. And we forget that plans are there to get us into the possibility of what we want to create. And we use our best information that we have at that time to create a possible pathway But nothing ever replaces the importance of then being present in the moment and pivoting based on the information you receive. So that can be part of what you learn. You take a step, you learn something from it, you tweak, and then you move forward with the tweaked part of the plan. Or you're receiving guidance from your inner knowing, from your intuition, your inner voice, your heart, your soul, your body that is telling you like whether something is might be off or might need to change slightly. And so we've got to be really present with all of that. But because we as people have been conditioned not to feel, we don't want to feel disappointed When our plan changes, like because we don't want to feel disappointed, we don't allow ourselves to deviate from the plans that we've set because we don't want to disappoint others. We don't say the truth about what is right for us versus what isn't. And of course, this comes up all the time for cyclical business and cyclical living where we know that right now is not the right time to move forward on something because I got to rest and relax. I'm in my inner winter. I need some time to myself. But because we think other people will be disappointed because maybe we even had a plan there, we don't trust what our body actually needs to thrive. We don't trust in the inner knowing that we're receiving. And, you know, this can also come up in our work as coaches and space holders and uh, as people dealing with clients, we might have an inner knowing about something that we see for that person or are just intuiting and feeling into, but because we don't trust ourselves and we don't want to disappoint the client, or we know that they have a certain expectation, or we think we need to or should show up in a certain way, we don't do the to me and through me. Instead, we sort of put it through a mental filter and we're like, oh, okay, well, let me just think about how I think this person is going to respond to that. And if I don't think it's going to be favorable, then I'm going to dilute it and give them a diluted version rather than giving them and trusting the information that's coming through you for them. So that's another example. The third way this might show up is when we're trying to fit in versus owning our preferences, owning our uniqueness, owning our energy. And I always love to talk about when I started doing five rhythms over in London, which is this 
dancing. It's a meditative dance practice. I really embodied this in a really physical sense. It was so powerful. So when I was in this space with a hundred people and we were all like guided through a meditation and then led to really let our body move our bodies, I looked to everyone around me to look at what they're doing. And then I wanted to mimic what everybody around me was doing. There were partner exercises. And so I thought, well, I've just got to mirror my partner. But as I started to research what this practice is about, I realized that actually this is about occupying your energy, occupying where you're at physically that day and the way that you want to interpret how your body feels or the way your body wants to move. It's not about fitting in to the environment around you. And this totally changed the game for me because I got to every time I went to one of these dances, really practice this. And this helped me show up in my business and in the online world, occupying my energy and sharing my truth and my voice and my preferences rather than trying to fit into the world that I am perceiving around me. And, you know, recently this has really come up for me in terms of traveling. So right now I have left everything behind in Sydney. I've packed everything up. I've left to go traveling solo indefinitely. I'm traveling in Australia and then I'm going overseas once I um, can do that. And this was a really difficult decision for me, even though it's been something I've wanted to do from the moment I got back to Australia over a year ago. But a huge reason why I haven't done that, why I haven't moved overseas, apart from there being some complications with COVID, is because I really felt bad, like I was leaving people behind. Like I'm, I'm, and I want to fit in. I want to be where my family is. So this pull to be in my environment, because that is where my family is and to not own my energy and my desire to live overseas, to move around, to experience this other way of life was a symptom of me not trusting myself. Okay. We can also see this in terms of like the way we live across our life. When it comes to intentional living, how much of your life is actually about fitting in and doing the thing that you think is what everybody else is doing. For example, going out and binge drinking or eating things that you don't even want to eat because you're not owning your energy and preferences. Instead, you're trying to fit in with the group or the friendship circle or the society that's around you. That is a symptom of us not trusting ourselves. It's also a symptom of us not trusting the people around us. So that's another example. Now, a fourth example is about investing. I really love to look at investing and we've already mentioned a bit on the topic, so I won't go into it in a lot of detail, but there is a big difference between investing with the intention of because I want to, or because I want to expand and grow and learn versus I'm investing because I think this person has all of the answers. So you want to look at when you are making investments into your business and into your life, why am I seeking that investment? Is it because I want to and I believe I deserve it? Or is it coming from this either proving energy or from this, I think this person has all of the answers versus this person will help me to find the answers within me? I think that's a really, really good one. Five. You might get recommendations, feedback, advice from people. It could be trusted mentors. It could be friends, family, peers, but it doesn't sit right with you. And so instead of really appreciating the advice or the feedback you receive from your community and taking it into consideration and then deciding from an empowered place and from a place of, hey, I'm the best person to make this decision. Thank you for giving me that to take into account in my decision. It doesn't sit right with you, but you decide to go ahead with the advice anyway. That's a symptom of I'm not trusting myself here. 
The sixth example is when we don't move forward on projects that you want to move forward on. And this is usually because of fear. It might show up in I'm not good enough. Who am I? What if I fail? This has to be perfect. I'm afraid of the unknown. You might be questioning yourself. And it can also come up in the form of self-sabotage where we start creating other problems in our life to stop us from moving forward on the things that we want. And when we're going through this, this is rarely conscious. We're usually not not aware that this is what is happening and this is what we're doing. We just think like, uh, I shouldn't move forward on this or uh, all these things are happening right now. So I've got to put out these fires. But what's really happening here is we're not trusting ourselves, And so that's why our mind is running the show versus us having the awareness that, oh, hey, my mind is just not trusting here. And so I need to bring it back into alignment. Now, the seventh and final example I wanted to share here is blaming. So I know that there are many different ways that we blame others. We might blame the people that we work with. We might blame our clients. We might blame friends and family. We might blame um, ex-colleagues and employers and all sorts of people. Our mind is very quick to blame others rather than owning all of your decisions that you've made in your life. No one can force you to do anything. You, when you agree, that's you making an empowered decision to do whatever it is. And even when it comes from a disempowered place, what you want to do is you want to own all of the decisions that you have made to bring you to where you are today. When you notice your mind going into blaming, I recommend you turn that into, I chose to do this and it was the best decision for me at that time. If you sign up to do any kind of learning or work with a coach or a mentor, tell yourself that you own your decision, that that was the best decision for you to make. I see a lot of people, I hear this so often, people saying, I worked with a coach or I took a course and it didn't give me like whatever it was that I wanted. And I just think, wow, that is the reason you haven't created the results that you want. It's because you're not taking responsibility that no one has any impact on the results that you create other than yourself. And it's because you're not owning and backing yourself for the decisions that you made. Like you made that decision for a reason, own it. And even if it did come from a place of wanting to prove yourself or seek answers from someone else rather than from your own self, like still own the investments that you made, still own that that was the best decision you could have made at that time, because then you will actually use that energy to see how this can serve you rather than trying to fight what you've already decided. Like we do this to ourselves as well. You know, when we think about our past and then we think, oh, I wish I didn't do that or I wish I didn't experience that or I was so stupid, I was so silly, like why did I do that? And we fight our past. That's also a way that blaming comes up in your life rather than thinking, you know what? I made the best decisions for myself at that time. And from that space, rather than using all of your energy to fight your past, you can actually use your energy to learn from your past. And that is where all the magic happens. So here you go, my beautiful friends. Here are seven examples of how a lack of self-trust might be showing up in your life. Now, I wanna give you some examples of what self-trust looks like in contrast to these seven examples I've just shared. And I've mentioned some of these as we went through the examples. So self-trust looks like giving yourself the permission, giving yourself the approval. It looks like understanding what you desire, understanding what your inner knowing is telling you and moving forward based on that information rather than the shoulds and expectations. It looks like owning your uniqueness, owning your energy, owning your preferences, i.e. being you, not trying to fit in. It looks like 
investing in things because you want to and because you want to expand or grow or learn something new or even because you want to have the community or the connection, like whatever your reason is, that is valid and telling yourself that you deserve that. It's also about trusting what doesn't feel right for you, trusting that when someone gives you advice and it doesn't feel right to you, then trusting that that's what you need to know, that it's not right. Thank you for the advice. And I'm going to do this because this is the information that I'm receiving from my own inner guidance system. It also looks like being in integrity, saying yes when you mean yes and no when you mean no. It means moving forward even when you feel scared. And it also means owning and backing your decisions. I'm so proud of the choice I made here because I made it for a good reason. I learned something through that process. So self-trust, my friends, is listening to your inner wisdom. It's allowing yourself to be you. It's backing yourself. And it is empowerment. That is what empowerment is. It comes from you. And it comes through this practice of cultivating self-trust. So I've got three practical ways that you can start this practice for yourself today. The first is to ask a question that one of my mentors once asked me that I absolutely love and I continue to use to this day. And that is, if I really trusted myself here, what would I decide? Have that be the question that you filter everything through. The second thing you can do is you can think of someone that you really trust in your life and just have a play with. If you were doubting and questioning every single thing that they do, just think about the quality of that relationship that you're creating. How does you trusting that person actually enhance the experience you have in that relationship? How does it enhance the ease and the joy and the depth of the relationship that you're experiencing? And then imagine how that then impacts you and your business. And the third thing that I have for you is explore what you're afraid will happen if you trust yourself. And I think that this is a really interesting lens to look at this topic through because when I asked myself this question, why I don't trust myself, I realized that part of what my mind believes is part of my process is how I get things done is how I've achieved what I've created to date. My mind believes it's because of my self-doubt. It's because of my not believing in myself. It thinks that then I go and try harder. I try to work harder. So this is a thought error, but the way that you can move beyond this is to ask yourself, well, like what then? If I didn't rely on this to help me move forward, well, let's explore that. What might happen? And maybe your answer is, well, then I just wouldn't do anything. And it's like, Well, how can I change my relationship with that possibility? How can I change my relationship with what I use to motivate myself? For example, if you are moving forward because you beat yourself up, okay, on the one hand, it might be helping you to move forward, but maybe you could be moving forward in a much more aligned and even more effective and productive way. So how can we create a new relationship that is built on trust that will help you to move forward in a more empowering and positive way. There are so many different ways to trust ourselves, and it all starts with knowing what it is that you're feeling on the topic, what you're receiving on the topic, what you know on the topic, and then allowing that to then be externalized in how you show up in the world. 
So the practice of building that self-trust muscle is a personal one and it's an ongoing journey and there are many different stages. And so I really encourage all of you to start exploring this topic for yourself. All right, my beautiful friends. So that is the 411 on self-trust. Now, if you would love to have my partnership with you on this topic and as you build your successful business, I'm so excited to announce that I have some opportunities opening up very soon to join me in my two signature programs, my Holistic Business Mistress Mind and Create Your Beautiful Biz, which is going to be happening in a different way than it's ever happened before. These two openings are going to be opening up very soon. I'll only be opening them up to the wait list at first. So if you're growing a business, you want to pop your name on the wait list at latisharange.com forward slash mistress mind. And if you're starting a business, you want to have your name on the wait list at latisharange.com forward slash CYBB for create your beautiful biz. Now, both of these containers have been refined and perfected over years of me supporting people in these containers. So I'm so excited to give you the very best that you need to really thrive with self-trust, connection, community, strategy, mindset, inner voice work, human design, cyclical business, and all of the amazing ways I can support you in your beautiful businesses. So make sure your details are there. And, or if you're someone who's really interested in working with me one-to-one, I only take on a very few amount of people every single year. I will have some places opening soon. This is of course the highest level of investment when it comes to working with me. And for that reason, I only offer these one-to-one places now to people who are growing their business. So if that is something that you're interested in learning more about, I don't have a waitlist page at this stage. You can send me instead an email at Letitia at LetitiaRinge.com. Now you can also fill out my business assessment form at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash assessment. And that will give me all of the information that I need to assess whether my one-to-one package is right for you or whether you would be better suited to one of my other amazing offerings. So there you go, my beautiful friends. Enjoy deepening in to trusting yourself and make sure you share this episode with any of your business friends, coaching friends, healer friends, consultant friends who you know needs to hear this message. And I'd also love to hear from you. What has resonated most with you from this episode? Take a screenshot of you listening to this episode right now. Tag me over on Instagram at Letitia Ringe And tell me what resonated the most for you and how are you going to deepen into your self-trust practice today? All right, my beautiful friends, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive. Just head over to www.letisharange.com forward slash C-Y-B-B. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there. 